This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I want to speak now to Pauline Leeson, who's the chief executive of a charity, Children in Northern Ireland. Uh, Pauline, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Pauline, you have a concern about school meals and apparently free school meals being taken off many uh, children since universal credit uh, came into this part of the world. Yes, Frank. Um, I mean, thanks for covering this with your listeners. I mean, we have a concern that because parents have to apply separately under universal credit for free school meals, that they're um, being put off and going through another process. As most people would know, applying for universal credit itself is quite a daunting process and then have to go and and look for uh, separate application forms for free school meals actually places another obstacle. Now, as we know, we've got about 100,000 children here on free school meals. Only 80% of them at the minute uh, take those up. But we find that we're, we're finding that the numbers are actually dropping. And looking at the figures where it says uh, families earning £14,000 or less each year after tax yeah. can claim mm-hmm. free school meals. If, if you're taking mm-hmm. home £14,000 after, after mm-hmm. tax, it's probably no surprise that free school meals are something you would expect to be entitled to. It's a very small amount of money. It is a very small amount of money. And what we're finding as well is that a lot of these um, families now are actually working. They're in work. Um, and yet they're not making enough money to pay for free school for, to pay for their ordinary school meals. So um, unfortunately, they're um, they're having to apply through the credit system um, for you know food for their children. And I mean, I suppose the human side of it is that um, we hear a lot from children, young people, and we've done we've been talking to children for the past twelve months about how they feel about free school meals and food in, in general. And there's a lot of stigma there around free school meals. That's another reason why um, families don't uh, uh, take take the opportunity to apply for them. And really, that's quite a simple issue, Frank. I mean, we could look at renaming it and branding it differently. We did a great job in terms of the Educational Maintenance Alliance, which a lot of young people got when they, you know, they reached 16. They were able to continue on with their studies. But there's something about the labelling around free school meals which actually makes... Um, children shy away from them and feel quite stigmatised. But I suppose the the issue is, is for us is really around the whole issue of food poverty, um, where families don't have access to healthy and affordable food. And the human side of it is that you know where children are going to school hungry, um, it's damaging their physical health. It's 
a cause of great personal distress and anxiety. Um, it brings a lot of stress into family life. When we were talking to children and their families over the past year, you know, it was really quite devastating. Um, you know, they had a sense of hopelessness, parents struggling to give their children the best start in life. And I mean, all parents really um, want to do the best for their children. Um, not having a, a hot, healthy school meal during the day affects children's attendance, achievement, attainment. And I think, you know, if we don't invest in getting this right now, what we're going to um, um, reap at the end of it all is, you know, risks of obesity and poor child growth. And, you know, I would really worry about the quality of children's diets. I suppose for my organization and Children of Northern Ireland, the other um, uh, side of this that we're looking at is what about the children who are on free school meals during the holidays? What happens to them? Uh, you know, when they're out of school, when they're not there in term time. And what we have found is that this brings additional stress um, on families. And we've had um, stories of parents going without meals so that they can, you know, feed their children um, uh, during the during the school holidays. Children have a lot less access to um, ordinary activities that, you know, our children would have, extra trips, things like that. Um, you know, they need to have stimulating activities. They need to have access to activities where they have exercise so they can build up good bone growth and, you know, healthy minds. I mean, this is Mental Health Awareness Week. You know, if, if we don't tackle simple issues like access to hot, healthy meals, affordable meals for families, we're looking at increasing their risk of mental health, ill mental health as well. Well, you certainly paint an incredibly gloomy picture of the real world for so many children in Northern Ireland. And you touched on, obviously, the stigma with free school meals. I remember when I was at school, if you were paying for the school meals, you got a red ticket. If you were paying, if you weren't paying, you got a blue ticket. But surely that's been done away with now. That you're not you're not eyeballed in the in the canteen by your mates. Oh, you're on the free dinners. That 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 well, that can easily be hidden. You know, our our school's not hiding that now. I, do you know uh, that's what I thought as well. But the children were telling us that. People know in the school who's in, who's entitled to free school meals and who isn't. I mean, for some of the um, research that we did, a lot of the children hung back at the end of the queue when there was less food. You know, it does have that sort of effect on children. And I think we just need to repackage it. We really need to look at how we, we mm. sell that whole idea. There it was a suggestion recently uh, that everyone should get a free school meal. The, that, the, I had a conversation with a, a charity not that long ago on this programme, within the last three weeks, uh, saying that in the ideal world, every s- school-going child would get a free school meal to ensure that they get a good, healthy meal. Because very often, affluent parents are not as conscientious as maybe a, 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 a lower socioeconomic parent who's doing their very best to make ends meet, the affluent parent ignores their children and the, the children are, are, are missing out on, on a healthy meal and maybe uh, spending the money that's being thrown at them uh, on Mars bars. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's a different issue. I mean, what we did find that actually some affluent parents were sending in very unhealthy lunches into school. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's a bit, a bit of education around that. But what was really interesting about um, this piece of work that we did talking to children and families, and I didn't actually know it myself, is that for the first three years in England and Scotland, all infants get free school meals. 
Now, if you're really talking about making a difference in children's lives, building up that confidence, that healthy way of, of, of eating, surely we could introduce that here. And the other thing that they had in England and Scotland, which I actually didn't know about, was that they have a free fruit and vegetable scheme for all school children. So they are two very simple things that we could start to introduce now that wouldn't have a huge financial cost but would really reap a lot of healthy benefits for younger children in particular and also helping children, like you mentioned, you know, Mars bars and crisps and things like that. I mean, it's how we view food. I mean, food is, all, food is obviously fuel for the body, but, you know, if we can start and encourage really healthy eating habits in our, our children, young people, you know, free fruit, free veg for, for, for all school children, you know, that starts to turn um, classes around. It starts to change the culture in school. It t- starts to change our whole relationship with food um, and make it much more healthy. It's obviously easier because it's free. There's no extra cost to parents. I mean, I would love that all children had free at free school meals. I think yeah. it would just be yeah. such a wonderful investment in our young people. Okay, uh, Pauline, thank you. Pauline Leeson is the Chief Executive of the charity Children in Northern Ireland. Uh, just reminding us of how difficult it is for some families, and these include families who are working. It's a, it must be incredibly challenging for any parent bringing up a child if there's hunger in the house. And we hear about this time and time again with the food banks and whatever literally people maybe that I can see out this window in Belfast or that you're passing in the street as we speak who can't afford to buy enough food. It's a terrible reflection on local society. Now Audrey's online too. Good morning Audrey. Good morning Frank. Audrey you have experience of working in schools. Um, how long ago is it from you were in the in the school canteen? Uh, I retired three years ago after 30 years of teaching. So you were supervising at times in the canteen as a teacher and you, you were explaining um, actually just before you came on air there uh, about working with a special ticketing and photographing system. Uh, what is that system you were explaining, Audrey? Well, it sounds dreadful. And Frank, I am being, I am every sympathy for the last lady who was speaking to you. And as I said in my message, I think it's dreadful in this day and age that children still need free dinner tickets and that there is hunger in a society where so many of us are so well off. But there was a wee problem where parents didn't manage it properly as well. And instead of maybe giving the children one ticket to bring in each day, they were just letting the children go around carrying their supply of tickets. And what we found was that some of the children were either selling their tickets or even giving them away to make friends. And the girls in the canteen were discovering that boy X had maybe cashed in six dinners in one lunch hour. Uh, So what the school did was then printed little special tickets with the child's photograph. But obviously in terms of what the last lady was saying about anonymity and children not wanting other children to know they're having free dinners, that's not particularly good. So it it does, um, it just means a wee bit of, maybe responsibility at the parental end as well and as a head of form I used to have the job then of phoning the parent and saying little Johnny used six dinner tickets today and the parents were oh no no he couldn't have done that I'm sure he wouldn't do that 
So it's it's just a complex issue, particularly if it's a very large school and you've got poor, stressed out canteen staff who are trying to work at the speed of knots. I can understand the difficulty. Is the stigma felt by the parents more so than the children? Because a child is going around with a handful of free school meal tickets and selling them or handing them out to make new friends. He doesn't seem to be too worried about the stigma. No, you know what younger ones are like. I think it's more, I think it's probably more the family feels it because they're put in that position, to be honest, Frank. It is sad to think that some parents it's can't afford sad. to buy their children the food that other parents can afford to buy. It's, it, it is very sad and it should never be seen as, as a negative because so many hardworking people just cannot either get the work that they need or those who are working can't get the salaries that they feel they deserve and they may have more children than, say, a family who's affluent who only has one or one or two children. So circumstances are so, so different. And I know I can hear people shouting at the radio because I'll get these texts coming through. Why do they have so many children? Makes it sound like as if having children is a bad thing. You know, having children is one of the greatest blessings that you could imagine. Exactly. And whether they have them or not, the children are here now and they have to be provided for and nurtured. This is true. And you must have seen many sad examples of of youngsters going through this a massive school process where uh, some of them just find it difficult they're wearing hand-me-down uniforms and they're maybe maybe sometimes not as clean as other kids are because of so many different things happening at home i taught in quite a prestigious grammar school i have spoken to you before frank about other issues you maybe remember but um certainly um for me, school uniform was the great equaliser and that, that was one of the things, I, again, as a head of form, I used to sometimes, literally, I had parents crying at the other end of the phone because if they were the less affluent children in the school, they dreaded the non-uniform days when all their mates were able to come in and sport all the latest in designer gear and they maybe only had the same outfit that they could wear each non-uniform day. And um, that was, was just really sad, really, really, really sad. But you know what children are like? They don't mean to be cruel. They really don't, but, but they are and they can be. Um, so, yes, um, I, I, I think there is, I, I know that there's a drain on the economy, but I think there is maybe an argument for making free meals more readily available for all pupils at whatever level. Yeah, we've had this call on the programme within the last few weeks, indeed. Uh, Audrey, thank you very, uh, very A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Watch.